Hello, I'm Regina Botras and this is Backstage, where we talk with the who's who on stage, in dance, comedy and performing arts, speaking with the leading theatre makers of our times and how they came to the stage and what drives them and inspires them. Well, my guest is Anita Heiss. She's a member of the Wiradjuri Nation of Central New South Wales and one of Australia's most prolific and well-known authors, publishing across genres including non-fiction, historical fiction, commercial fiction and children's novels. She's also a marathon runner. But this is her first adaptation for the stage. Uh, The show is Titus. It's on at Belvoir Theatre till the 28th and it's the story of five friends and I suppose the kind of roller coaster ride that happens when friends who've known each other for so long, the secrets, the lies and the candid intimacy of female friendships and the ship, ship, friendship is I think is a good word. Anyway, welcome Anita Heiss. Thank you for having me. Excited to be here. Excited to be back in Gatwick. Because I live up in Muggingen in Brisbane now, so it's wonderful to be back here in Sydney and with my play in what is like my semi-hometown at Belvoir, where I was an audience me- only ever an audience member and had my first taste of theatre at Belvoir. So this adaptation is not set here. Where is the setting of this and yeah, is it kind of based on like friendships you've had at all? Uh, I hope it's based on friendships that we can all, you all, all audience members can see some of their friends or some of themselves or some of the conversations they've had with, with um, friends in their lives. Uh, it's actually based, I was living in Sydney at the time, but I was touring with a book down in Mudgee, touring with Manhattan Dreaming, and while I was there, um, someone said to me, you should write a book set here and that's where I drew country and so that's the seed was planted there um and then it's someone and the woman who was hosting me she said and you should have a character who's a doctor's wife and so I have a character now uh who, who one of the dramas in this character's life is the doctor husband has left her but um so some of the, the characters come from Mudgee there's three Wiradjuri women women and three uh non-Indigenous women and over the course of their lives they move from Mudgee uh in their 20s they all move to Mudgee at different periods to Brisbane and then they set up a book club and they meet once a month to talk about, you know, love and life and careers and all those jagged bits in between. Um, and so because I love Brisbane, I fell in love with Brisbane and one of the first reviews I got of the novel back in 2014 was that it was read like a love letter to Brisbane. And I thought that's a really beautiful way to express the way I actually feel about Mianjin or Mugginjin, which and I, I don't think a lot of people see Brisbane the way I see it, and I find it very peaceful. And Maywa, the river, um, there's for me, there's, and the character Ellen in particular, all of them, there's a connection between, you know, Maywa in Brisbane, the river, and the Kajigong River down in, in Mudgee. So, how has it been adapting what is like 360 something pages to a stage production? What has that process been like for you? Uh, it, well, I, I need to stop starting with it was very challenging. It was very exciting. Uh, I, it was very challenging because for your listeners who just like to write, you know, for yourself, whether it's a poem or a novel or your journaling, it's just you and your thoughts and your characters and then you may share them with a writing group or a publisher, an agent or so forth. But when you're writing a play, and, of course, I'd never done this before um, and I was approached to do it by Nadine McDonald dowd who, who is the director of the 
play here in in, in Belvoir, mm-hmm. co-directing with Roxanne McDonald, and also directed up in Brisbane. Um, I'd never even thought about writing a play, so I had no idea how to go about it. So Nadine gave me a lot of scripts. I had read a lot of plays through my PhD on Aboriginal literature and publishing, so I'd read a lot of plays, um, and I had attended mm-hmm. a lot of theatre. They had no idea what it takes. And so I, I I, started off by just turning all the pros into dialogue. Um, and mm. I thought, this is okay, I can do this. But, of course, that was about five <laughs> hours long. It's like another cloud street. Um, so, and I, I, I thought I had to be really, really true to the novel. And, it, and I had all these sticky things and all these fluoro things going on and I don't know why I'm doing all these I'm doing all these visuals for the listeners out there you can't see them <laughs> but anyway uh and then one day we're in we, so we we start talking about it and I start being mentored with a dramaturg Nadine and then we go into COVID so that's in January COVID starts mm. so we're in Queensland we actually had some more freedom obviously than everywhere else so we're only in lockdown for a couple mm. of months so Nadine and yeah. Sonia Simic from La Boite and I we were in we were at QPAC and we we're working through drafts and everything um so I was learning and Nadine said to me at one point if you bring that novel in this room one more time I'm going to throw it because I had <laughs> she, she said you you have to let the novel go now so that was mm. interesting because I wanted it to be true true and it is true but of course the novel came out 10 years ago and mm. so the, the play has some, you know, contemporary um, moments uh, that reflect contemporary moments in time and in terms of, um, you know, this, you know, brief mention of the referendum and so forth. So there's an, uh, there's a comment, a line by one of the characters that alludes to Black Lives Matters and so forth. And so, but it was, <laughs> the, uh, there was a lot of tears um, Regina, there was a lot of tears because it's quite difficult when you're close to something that you've created and you love it and you know what you want it to be and then there's 20 people in a room. You've got the, the director, the cultural producer, the artistic director, seven actors. Everybody wants to give you what they call you. In inverted commas, listeners, offerings, right so they're going like oh it's just an offering so they're giving you their ideas and I'm like oh my god I've already got enough ideas I don't need like 20 more ideas and so there's there was to be honest with you there was a there were a lot of moments of um where I felt inadequate you know the whole imposter syndrome which I have every day anyway and then I'm in a space where every you know there's veteran actors like Annie Roxy and Nadine's been doing mm. this for, I don't know, 30 years mm. or something. And all these amazing actors, we were doing reads over Zoom and so forth. We had Shari Sevens um, and Kylie Bracknell and Justine Clark and Colin Kinchler here in Sydney. We had all these readings, all these talented actors who know what works on the stage. And, of course, I don't. I know what I like as an audience member and I know what I wanted to say as an author slash playwright but so I really had to learn to to understand appreciate understand that all these people had all this experience and knowledge and wisdom and I had to trust that they knew uh, when they were offering something that it's because they believed that they too believed that this would be work on the stage it's about five women um and and an auntie so it's really it is a story by women for women uh, about women, and but so at one stage somebody had said in the, in the in the rehearsal room, you know, if it's a women's story, what we we really should lose the male character because there's some Sean Dow plays four male characters, so Isabel's brother, mm-hmm. um, Nadine's husband, Xanthi's husband, and 
Craig the date for, of, of Ellen. And so, but what I wanted to do with, with that character and one of the comments I got from one of my, the first review on the book was about how I had portrayed Aboriginal men or men generally in a really positive light because quite often, you know, they run yeah. in a hard time. And I said, look, I've portrayed men the way I had them in my life and the men that I have mm. in my life are highly respectful they're supportive of their sisters and their mothers and their aunts and their cousins and the women in their lives. They are present and I love them and I, I can't imagine telling my story about my life without acknowledging the men in my life. So it wasn't difficult for me to write that, but, but that was just one of the comments and I thought I said, I understand what you're saying. However, this is the purpose of those men. Are we still in Brisbane for the stage? And what is it like to have something that is 3D, I suppose, which your imagination is so great and transports you all over the place uh, to a th- 3D, from 2D to 3D. Like, how's that? That's a good question because that's also one of the learning things is like, you know, when you're in the novel you or whatever you're writing in the novel, whether you're writing fiction or nonfiction, you're writing all the detail. What can the person or the character mm. see and smell and feel? And you're writing mm. down what they can think. And, of course, none of that goes yeah. into the, the script because mm. the thinking and the action and it's all directorial, I learned, so that, um, you know, in the novel they might say, you know, Izzy sits on the park bench and listens to the birds singing and, you know, thinks about the baby. Where That's all got to be turned into dialogue and then she's mm. and she's got to be sitting on a park bench somewhere and, and it's all visual. So that was a learning thing. But in terms of the, the first time I saw the full dress rehearsal and I just sobbed for about five minutes because I I just felt all the emotion of what oh, the intention of the emotion of the play and it sounds like yeah that kind of feeling and emotion of being in a room and feeling the energy of the room change is something that is like heightened off the page that you can't get outside of a you know in the book alone while you read um what is does culture play a role? I mean, you mentioned the referendum. There's sort of comments to Black Lives Matter and that sort of thing. Is that part of the world? Yeah. So for oh. me, I mean, I want to yeah. make people laugh. Uh, so I'm I'm someone who relies heavily on on um, dialogue and comic timing for from the actors as a way to engage people, and then having them relax then into a space of we're going to hit you with something dramatic um, and there, there's a particular line in the play where every night here and even in Brisbane it's a really awkward, oh, there's some, I don't think pe- non-Indigenous people know whether they're allowed to laugh. It, it is a political thing and then oh, we're meant to laugh, it's going to be funny. But I had Wesley Enoch as my plus one the other night and your listeners will know Wesley as his, yes, fantastic uh, legend icon in mm. Australian theatre and he laughed at this particular line but we get a report every morning about the moments where audiences respond and laugh or ooh ah or clap or whatever and that comes up every single night um, but it is I'm I'm looking around the theatre because I've seen the play so many times I'm looking around to see how people <laughs> are reacting uh, lots of people, lots of particularly women cry. There, um, there are some moments that there's a lot of triggers in the play. There are warnings about mm. the triggers. 
um, because mm-hmm. one of the characters is desperate to, to get pregnant, another one's already pregnant and doesn't know she's going to keep the baby. So we've got drama around that in, in terms of, you know, in that friendship circle. I love you, but I mm-hmm. think I'm still judging you for making, you may be making the wrong decision sort of thing. Um, but that, yeah, that immediate reaction is something that's quite extraordinary. As you say, sometimes you never, ever, ever, ever know a response to your work in in a literary sense mm. because people are reading them privately on the bus or in bed or at the beach or whatever, or they're in book clubs yeah. and still you don't know what's being said. Mm. One last question because we're nearly out of time. But that drama, you mentioned the drama between the two sisters of and pregnancy or wanting to be pregnant. Is that something else? Because that, in the in the novel that's sort of a long, you know, you know the personal feelings of the characters, but what is that kind of drama? How how is the drama different? I guess in in a novel as opposed to a stage. Well, as you say, timing. You've got to do the drama. The drama's yeah. quick. It's short. The dialogue is intense. You feel the tension between, uh, particularly there's t- there's two or three moments where there's a lot of tension between the women, but it's not just that moment in terms of when there's the conversation around fertility and, um, you know, pending pregnancy. There's drama around a character that has a substance abuse issue and constantly abuses the other women and then having to be confronted with her own... um, with her own issues and needing, and you mentioned it in your intro, this, this, the secrets and the lies and lying to ourselves and, you know, needing to admit mm-hmm. to herself what's going on. So I think they're the sort of things also that challenge audience members who may um, have family members or may themselves may have past issues around, you know, some of the things that the women deal with and talk about. And mm-hmm. because it's not, it's, it's not about being black or white. Some of this stuff has got nothing to do with being black or white. It's about the human experience. It's about how we feel and how we trust other people with our secrets and how we trust ourselves. So um, that's just Mm. about being a human being. Mm. Well, I will let you go and get back into the theatre, Anita Heiss. Thank you so much for joining me. I can't wait to see it. Thanks for having me. The wonderful Anita Heiss there with Titters playing at Belvoir Theatre till the 28th but selling out fast. So grab your tickets. 